0: A free press is foundational to our government and society, but the use of newspaper as an information source appears to be waning. Hello, this is Tom Garrity. Today, as we dig into the 2020 Garrity Perception Survey, we have the opportunity to speak with Sammy Lopez, a longtime publisher and current executive director of the New Mexico Press Association. Mr. Lopez, thank you very much for taking time today to speak with me. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you, uh, uh, the invitation. So we before we rolled the camera, I had a chance to learn a little bit about your background. It's quite varied. Um, you have worked basically in every region of the state, uh, both as a, a reporter, a photojournalist, a publisher, and even your first job was as uh, running the paper route in Berlin. Uh, tell me a little bit more about your background.
1: Well, it's, it's pretty... Pretty diverse. I, I've, I've enjoyed uh, being able to be part of many communities in New Mexico, um, helping those communities grow, helping merchants uh, with their businesses uh, through advertising, and holding government entities um, uh, for, for open meetings, public records, um, and many, many things journalism's good journalists do. And uh, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that we've. Publications I've I've been in New Mexico Press Association's General Excellence Award. Um, I was also named a member of the Hall of Fame for the New Mexico Press Association years ago. So so I've I've enjoyed a a great career as a newspaper executive in New Mexico.
0: Well, thank you for all all you've done to help make New Mexico what it is today. I I think that type of service is is, uh, something to be respected. So thank you. Uh, Based on the information of our 2020 survey, 48% of residents say that they access print or online news as a news source. In 2011, that number was 64%. What happened to cause that kind of shift?
1: I think what we're seeing is is that most of the reporting in New Mexico is coming from community newspapers. I mean, if you look at, uh, let's say, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico and the Sierra County Sentinel, you know, they're the only local newspaper and they're the only reporters that are on the street, yet people can access that information with a, with a Google search or a Yahoo search, you can access that. So, so, many times I think consumers are saying, yeah, I get my news online. But in fact, that news is being produced by their local newspaper. And that happens in many, many communities, uh, especially especially smaller communities that maybe don't have a radio station reporter, don't have television reporters. Um, you know, if you look at Silver City, uh, there's again there's a newspaper, two newspapers there that have reporters on the street that are covering you know, city hall and covering the, the police reports every day. Uh, same things happening in Taos. Same things happening in in um, Farmington or Artesia, uh, Fort Sumner, um, all these little communities, it's the local newspapers that are producing the content and local news. And so, but in many cases that is available online through through a Google
0: search. So basically, the, the, the reporters and the media sources aren't necessarily getting their credit, uh, is what you're saying, for all of the grassroots reporting. Because where else is this information coming from, but the local newspapers?
1: Correct. Correct. And sometimes, you know, we have instances now where sh- uh, police departments may have a Facebook page that they're putting information up on, or you know, cities and counties may have Facebook uh, postings that, that that they're putting up. But really, the, the core reporting is coming from those local newspaper reporters that are out on the street, day in and day out. You know, uh, covering city hall, covering the cops beat, uh, just just doing what we've done for hundreds of years.
0: So, uh, COVID nineteen hits every industry, hits every uh, every group. How have you seen newspapers impacted? As a result of COVID nineteen and this current age that we're in,
1: they've been they've been hit pretty hard. Uh, you know, the newspapers rely on local retail advertising; mm-hmm. that's their core revenue source. And they have they have classifieds and legal ads in the paper. But really, what what makes a newspaper strong is the number of local retail ads that it sells, and you know we've shut down the retail stores in New Mexico. Um, this, um, this emergency has caused the governor to insist that local retail stores shut down. And so that's that's newspapers core group of, of businesses that that supply newspaper with revenue to hire reporters and print newspapers and get those papers on the street. So it's had a it's had a devastating effect. Just like it has on the mom-and-pop businesses in these communities.
0: And so talk a little bit about that, you know, it's uh, with the public health orders, you know, causing um, small businesses and large businesses to pivot or to shut down for time, uh, that exacerbated an issue faced by rural or community newspapers. Um, What were some of the challenges that community newspapers had prior to COVID-19 that just seemed to be exacerbated by it?
1: Well, we've been we've been seeing small town America retailing going away for a number of years now. Uh, The the many, many merchants have chosen uh, different vehicles for to spend their ad dollars that have added competition to the local newspaper. So you have Facebook advertising, you have Google AdWords, you have a whole variety or menu new menu available. To local retailers uh, to spread their word, and they're using it, and you can't blame them. But uh, many times there's no new dollars, so they're they're stretching their dollars to try to include these new vehicles. Uh, some of them have stopped using newspapers. Some of them have decreased the amount they use newspapers, and so you know it's a new mix, and and I think everybody's trying to continue to figure out. What's best for their for their retail or or um, uh, operation? Uh, what's the best mix for them to use?
0: You know, uh, one of the reasons that uh, we're talking today is because um, you know I sent you the information about the 2020 uh, perception survey, and my intent all along was to provide research. Uh, insights for New Mexico businesses who might not have access to, you know, only rather would only have access to national survey information, which really isn't applicable to New Mexico in in some ways. But, you know, the 2020 GPS crosstab data shows that a demographic base of support includes 53% of residents that earn less than $20,000 annually and 51% of those earning in excess of $80,000 they say they access newspapers on a regular basis. Does this align with what your uh, community newspapers show as their base of support? You
1: know, I think it depends on the size of the community. I, I think those, those numbers for, for uh, larger markets seem to be in line. It looks like the revenue um, number looks, uh, the, the higher revenue, the $80,000 plus, looks to me to be a little bit low but uh for these rural communities and small towns i think it's much much higher than that but if if you average those numbers together you know if you have 1500 homes in fort sumner how's that going to average against um the number of homes you might have in santa fe or in albuquerque you know the the average is going to go down but newspapers in small hometown communities are still very very strong they're they're read by lots of folks. Uh, that becomes a weekly event. When that paper comes out, um, people go and buy that paper. That's evident. Communities like Espanola uh, and Taos, I mean, you see those newsboys still on the street corner selling newspapers, and and it affects their, their life. It's, it, you know, the community revolves around their local newspapers, news, many markets.
0: It really does, uh, and it's a topic of discussion uh, on uh, KME's New Mexico in Focus, where I have a chance to be a, a guest commentator from time to time. Uh, in fact, a conversation with senior producer Matt Grubbs posed an interesting question to me. Totally fumbled the response, so I'm going to put it into your court. How can newspapers be saved or restored?
1: Well, that's that. That's a that's if if I had the answer to that, uh, I'd be very wealthy because. Uh, there are lots of, lots of people, a lot smarter than me, that are trying to figure that out. And um, there's a lot, lot of business models that are emerging. One is in Artesia, New Mexico. They actually produce a PDF version of their paper uh, six days a week. They only print one day a week. In, it's only available in print one day a week, but it's available online. You can, that's part of your subscription. You get Sunday through Thursday or Sunday through Friday online, um, but there's no printed version on, on most of those days, except for one week. And so people are, people are experimenting with different uh, models and trying, trying to come up with what is the, the, the best as we move forward uh, in the future of, of newspapers.
0: Well, and it's really kind of it's a head scratcher because you know I subscribe to four newspapers and each of their each have their own way of uh, rewarding subscribers. Uh, two do a great job. The other two, I feel like I'm getting penalized at times for being a subscriber with all of the pop ups and emails. Where is that happy medium for success?
1: You know, you you want to remind your subscriber that there's breaking news happening. Um, it's a very important tool. The, the problem is, is, that you have what I what I kind of consider three different buckets of newspaper readers. Mm-hmm. Have the casual reader who, who yeah reads reads the paper online, who is satisfied with what they get. Um, they might not subscribe, but they they're an avid reader and they'll go out and, and look at their papers and and see see what they can see what they read. You have, you have a, a traditional reader who subscribes to the paper, much like yourself, or maybe multiple papers, who reads it, who wants to know what's going on. And then you have the real news hound, the guy that wants it online, wants it in print, wants it all the time. And so it's for a newspaper to serve those three buckets uh, consistently when you've got to serve that news hound, he's your best customer. I mean, he or she is going is to be on top of that paper as soon as it's published, many times getting up in the middle of the night after the, the they, they know the news cycle. They know that we're putting the paper to bed at 11 o'clock and they're reading our websites at 1130 or they're getting up at four o'clock in the morning and reading our newspaper. Uh, at
0: four o'clock in the morning. Hold on, oh, Mr. Lopez. You are describing me to a T. What is it? <laughs> I feel like I don't have a life, but I love news. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well,
1: many, many people like you, and 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 you know they're very concerned about about the about the position that newspapers are in today because they truly love to read their newspaper, and, and we provide a, we provide a lot of news and information from entertainment to. Stuff that's critical for your life, you know what's going on at City Hall, how you might be affected with with zoning, um, uh, comics. I mean, it's it's just a very fulfilling experience, and it continues to be. Um, uh, so how do we survive? You know, that's there's there's still there's still lots of work to be done in that in that arena.
0: Well, I really appreciate you breaking down three audiences with casual, traditional, and newshound. Makes a lot of sense to me. In fact, one of the things that the Garrity Group is gonna be doing to help newspapers and its publishers will be using our PACE approach, which really takes a look at the Garrity Perception Survey from 2011 through 2020. And it uses, uh, really addresses perception in such ways to identify the support of audiences so we can create a message to engage audiences with relevant messages, so we're really looking forward to uh, partnering up with New Mexico Newspaper Association to really help, um, maybe shed some additional light. Which who knows could create a new way or a new thought or a new approach to really saving newspapers. Um, any additional insights about the industry that you'd like to share, Mr. Lopez?
1: Well, I I think you know we're going through a lot of changes, but but. You know, newspapers tend to continue to go down the path of, of, of truth and and really, you know, examining sources and, and making sure that when we publish something, it's correct. And if it's not correct, we we'll tell you, we, we make mistakes. You know, I run corrections in, in papers I've published and we don't we don't like to, but we want to get it right. And and I think newspapers really, really strive on doing that. And, and more than any other uh, um, that's reporting the news, newspapers tend to really pay attention to the facts. And we don't get single source stories. We try to get multiple source stories. We look at who our news sources are, are they credible? Um, it's, it's, this really, are we really going down the right path to get truth in the story? And, and we'll continue to do so
0: as we move forward. Mr. Sammy Lopez, a journalist, a photojournalist, publisher, and executive director of the New Mexico Newspaper Association. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. For more insights about the Gerdy Perception Survey, visit garitypr.com. Thanks for watching.